masculine energy. <laughs> Ooh. Over the past few years, there's been a lot of emphasis on celebrating and raising up feminine energy, which y'all know that I'm all for. But today we're going to shine a light on something that may not be talked about a ton, but it's just as important. How do we nurture and encourage healthy masculine energy in this world, in our partners? Today's guest says that it just might, it might make your brain Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Blake Oral Thompson is a lifestyle and mindset coach helping people free themselves of limiting conditions to unlock their potential and create a meaningful and fulfilling life by design. When I asked him about creating a happy brain, he mentioned something about, well, we need to make sense of the masculine in relationships. I was like, what? When it comes to the masculine and feminine, there's so many parts to it. There's the energy part and then there's the general kind of relationship part. But to make your life easier, making sense of the masculine, one, from an energy point of view, and two, from a male point of view, is going to make a massive difference to your relationship. When you break down the kind of masculine and feminine energies, they're really different, all right? So if you're going energy-based, generally speaking, Males have a stronger masculine energy, and generally speaking, females have a, a stronger feminine energy. Although, in the last probably what five to ten years, that's starting to get a little bit blurry. More females, you know, in particular, are in the workforce, which generally speaking is a more masculine energy. And for whatever reason, over the last kind of ten to fifteen years, the masculine within a male has kind of softened as well. So. There's a real need, polarity, for polarity, polarity being polar opposites. And if you're interested in a healthy um, dynamic within a relationship, it's really important to find ways to strengthen your masculine energy if you're kind of um, stronger in that space as a male, but you know, also um, strengthening your feminine energy if you're stronger in the female place as well for that kind of polarity, which is sexual energy, energy and chemistry as well. So I asked Blake, let, let's just define, what do you mean by masculine energy? What does this represent? On a deep level, the, the masculine energy, their number one primary purpose is their mission. All right. So if you if you look at a hierarchy within a masculine and feminine energy, the priority or the, the primary, I guess, top of the hierarchy for the feminine is love, connected, radiance, life force. All right. So that if they don't have that and that's not full within them, whatever that looks like to them, they won't feel their best. The masculine needs a purpose and a mission. All right. And I'm sure you've seen it in your world, the difference in an energy and a spark and that masculine energy between someone who's got a mission, passion or purpose and someone who's just going through the motions. That is the most important thing. And it's really interesting when you get into relationship dynamics of like, I want, I want me to be his number one. All right. Now, all well and good, but if, he's, if you're his number one, and he doesn't have a passion purpose, he's not showing up for you properly anyway. You know, that might, that might feed a part of you, but I can guarantee the best thing that you can do 
is empower and support him to find his mission because he'll come back twice as good for you, for the family, for his environment, for everyone, if he's aligned with his purpose, passion, or mission. All right. So he caught my attention. <laughs> How do you support that mission? I'm so glad you asked that question because I know you want a number one kind of tip. And one of the most important things is from a female point of view, if we're talking heterosexual, and obviously we're open to kind of all avenues, all inclusive, want to make that clear, is the most important thing you can do is empower what he is doing instead of the emasculation, castration, ball and chain of what he's not doing. Like that is a significant part of what is going to empower him. And here's the thing. If you can empower him, you'll get all your needs met as well. Guaranteed, right? So the difference is, let's say you want him to take out the rubbish. Fair, he probably should be taking out the rubbish, right? There's a difference between that kind of emasculation, castration, bull and chain of like, he didn't take out the rubbish or that like empowering positive reinforcement of like, I love it when you take out the rubbish. I feel so supported. I feel like you're the man of the house. All right. So, you know, probably one of the most common questions I get in coaching is like, how do I get my man to do the work? Right. If it's coming from like a forced energy, it's going to create resistance. So what you're looking for is you're looking for those little openings. You know, maybe he's listening to like your podcast. Maybe he's listening to like a Joe Rogan. And, you know, whether that's completely aligned with what you need from him or not, that's not the point. You're positively reinforcing what he's doing. So, you know, maybe he listens to your 15 minute podcast a week and you'd love, you know, him to do more, more instead of talking constantly about what he's not doing. Where's the positive reinforcement of what he is doing. All right. Because just like the feminine, he wants to feel desired and appreciated. Right. And everyone wants to feel desired. So if you can talk about how attractive you find it, you know, when they're doing growth, when they're doing the work, you're going to get more of it. So let's step back to the grandiose here, back to the, grand mission and vision inside the masculine. How do we specifically encourage that? From what I've seen, and I'm, you might see this in your world as well, is awareness is the first step, right? So generally speaking, from what I've seen is females t- tend to be a lot more aware than males, right? So, you know, to start to grasp what might be true to you, even something simple like what drains you and what energizes you, all right, try to minimize what's draining you and try to make sense of what is, you know, energizing you. And personally for me, I don't know your audience, so this could go any direction, but I've found journaling massive. I found meditation massive. And I've also found psychedelics massive in terms of, you know, if someone can't get clarity, set an intention, you know, I've done IR, I've done MDMA therapy, I've done them all. And that will give you access to a higher level of consciousness that you might not be able to experience in your kind of day-to-day world. So those are massive. And at the cornerstone of all of that is heightened awareness. So I wanted to clarify here, um, was he saying that partners should be focused on their own awareness or encouraging their partners with their awareness? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, firstly, having the feminine um, or the partner, sorry, um, increase their own awareness is, is amazing. But also what I've found is what if you ask better questions, you'll get better responses, all right? So instead of telling them what to do, if you can lead them down the path with better questions, that's going to be super helpful. So like what, do you, you know, like even something simple, like what was the best part of your day? And, you know, they might not ask themselves that question. It's like, oh, 
you know, lunch break, I had this real deep conversation with Barry from, you know, HR. And it's like, okay, connection, you know, like leading them down and helping them actually find their own answers is going to be significant with the masculine because, you know, unfortunately there's a big ego part for many masculine. They like might find resistance to their partner giving them the answers. But if you can lead them down that path with leading and better questions and have them start to expand their awareness, that'll help massively. This reminds me, um, another show that I host, we interviewed Chris Doe, who's an incredible educator and creative out in LA. And one of the things that he mentioned to us was that the role of education was really to draw out and to ask the right questions, help people come to their own conclusions, or at least facilitate a space where they can do that. Now, I wanted to circle back to when Blake was talking about the resistance that a lot of males or people who hold masculine energy can have. Can you dig into that a little bit more? What I have seen massively is, is obviously I've got, I've got my business on one side and a men's coaching business on the other side, is there's a lot of talk around men not being able to express themselves fully or not being in touch with their emotions, whatever it might be. What I've noticed is that there's, there's that focus, but there's not a huge amount of focus on the partners creating a really safe place, right? Often you'll hear it in reverse of like, you know, men need to provide a, a safe space for the, the feminine. If we're talking heterosexual, there's very little talk around the opposite and like as if men don't need a safe place. We've seen it time and time again, blokes who quote unquote don't talk come into a safe place and they've got the emotional vocabulary and they've got the emotional intelligence to communicate what's going on from, they just haven't had a safe place created in their home environment. Oh, snappy snap. Oh, snappy. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) How do you create that safe place? Yeah, perfect. So being fully present is massive and, you know, Generally speaking, again, I don't know how you see it in the US. There is at at stages a like a difference between the feminine's ability to communicate their emotions and the male. So they a lot of males do feel inferior. All right. So what's really important is can you just hold a safe, unconditional, non-judgmental, open-minded space? All right. And that might mean that some stuff comes up for you. They may say something or they may try to say something or they may not say something that brings up your shit. Work on it. You can only take someone to the level that you've been yourself. All right? So in terms of the darkness or the the depth, if you haven't been there yourself, don't expect you to be able to like provide a safe place to take someone else there. Make sure you connect with Blake over at BlakeOralThompson.com or over on IG. His handle and website are in the show notes. He has some awesome programs and, of course, offers one-on-one coaching. But before we go, Blake, anything else? Stop seeking the perfect person and, and be that person. Like create the safe place, be that person, do the work yourself, and that will take care of the rest. We got to work on us first, y'all. Oof. I know we don't like it, but it always comes back down to that, doesn't it? <laughs> it starts with me, always. Listen, y'all, whether it is understanding your core wound, developing your own theory about your own happy brain, or creating a safe place for encourage healthy masculinity, we just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. 